Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, welcome into episode 20, that's right, 2-0 of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you so much if you've been with us on this run so far, or if you're just joining us and taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. Before we dive deep into today's action, and boy, do I mean deep with this episode, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you like what you are hearing and the sound waves that are bouncing off your eardrums and you could be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars, and if you got time for a comment, go ahead and leave one of those as well. And last but not least, before you finish this podcast, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can find all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Soroka. And as per usual, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of this podcast, the man that sits across the table from me on every episode, a young man who has had a bit of a rough start to his MLB regular season with his White Sox, which we will recap here very shortly, a young man who is uh, ready to get that turned around and a little bit of a rough weekend of bets turned around as well and get back to cash and tickets because you know we are finally on the right track and have found the stats, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the legend, Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm doing all right, man. I'm not too bad. Like he said, wasn't the best weekend for me. Uh, you know, it wasn't down too bad as far as the units are concerned. Uh, sure. You know, I hit my uh, one unit plays, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the record goes for MLB, it doesn't look good. I'll be honest. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Uh, but like I said, had a lot of half uniters just trying to put some feelers out there, dip the toe in the water, and, uh, you know got to reassess but uh like i said not down too too bad as far as units are concerned and my socks as we're recording they're still in play here on sunday night but uh had some uh, you know blown games there with the defense but uh a yeah, little rough little i'm not rough. worried no sweat yeah we'll uh definitely touch on some of the mlb nonsense going on and what we're looking at and how we're betting it currently with everything kind of happening all at once and uh, no real stats or anything to go off as of yet a lot of underdog teams have been tipping the scales very early here so we'll definitely uh, be touching on that and letting you guys know what we are betting at today's MLB slate but before we get into everyone's favorite part of the TTL podcast our favorite plays our locks of the day 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter if you are a gambling fan, a sports fan, a sports gambling fan. It's Masters Week, baby. Oh. It's Masters Week. At the end of this week on Sunday, one man will have that green jacket draped around his shoulders. I can't wait, man. I can't wait either. I am super excited. Um, I'm thinking, you know, Wednesday we'll have some early bets. We'll have oh, some yeah. look ahead, oh, some yeah. stuff happening. Obviously, Thursday will be tee-offs. And then Friday's pod, we'll do some look into the weekends. Maybe Sunday, probably by then, there'll be at least the cut pack. We'll sure, have sure. a look into that and exactly who we're going to be taking for some favorites for outrights, maybe we'll some see. round win some matchups. Who knows? Jordan Spieth back to the top of the mountain this past weekend. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, hey, he's going to be a favorite as far as public betting is concerned, especially Absolutely. after that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm probably going to. You know, pump the brakes on that. It's tough to win two weeks in a row in the uh, PGA it Tour. It is I mean, extremely hard. <laughs> and, extremely uh, hey, hard. he needs some redemption. You know, the redemption doesn't start with or stop at winning, uh, you know, a tournament in general. Or a tournament in general. It, sure. You know, the complete redemption would be winning the Masters, where his uh, downfall kind of began. Yeah, at the Masters. So. Absolutely, that is uh, that's a hundred percent on on point. I could not have actually uh, brought that around full circle. Of my <laughs> better myself on that one. Let's uh, let's do a little something. We'll start making a regular thing. Opening up Monday's podcast since we're Chicago boys. Co- this podcast is blasting out of the Chicago suburbs and sometimes out of the city of Chicago, depending on the day. Let's uh, recap how our Chicago teams did this past weekend, my friend. You know, my Cubbies, they uh, looked a little rough to open up the season. Opening day, they dropped one to the old P-Roots, but they ended up uh, taking the series 2-1. to one. They are taking on the Brewers today, getting ready to rock and roll in Milwaukee. Uh, the should old, be a yeah, should be a hell big of a early series. You know, obviously a lot series. of a lot of baseball to play, but and Brewers honestly, looked uh, you know not too bad. Themselves. Yeah, and sticking in the NL Central just real quick. I mean that matchup between the Cardinals and the Reds very interesting. Mm-hmm. We already saw the benches clear. Won't get too di- deep dive into that, but hey, pretty it's interesting be a dicey matchup all season. <laughs> if gonna, I do, say the so NL myself. Central is going to be real interesting. Your White Sox bit of a rough time at the time of recording. One and two against the Angels took, uh, like you said, took a couple off the chin because of defense, but. We'll yeah, see who they got. Uh, who they got today? Uh, they got the Mariners. You know, uh, yeah. they they're facing a lefty. We, you know, a little foreshadow. We stayed away from it in our picks. They're facing a lefty. Haven't lost to a uh, lefty starting pitcher, and I don't know how many. Literally, were undefeated last year against left-handed starting pitching. Okay, took care of that. <laughs> their one win on uh, either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. It was against the lefty. So Any little edge you can find, my friend. That's at least sixteen straight wins against a left-handed starting pitching hey, pitcher. Well, there you go. So. There you go. But the, the West Coast is a house of horrors for my White Sox historically. So Yeah, not the greatest we'll uh, not the greatest of times playing in those matchups. However, our Chicago Bulls uh, had a big L against the Jazz on Friday, 106-113. But turn around on Sunday. Now, granted, no James Harden, but they did have Kyrie balling out of his mind. And hey, they that's beat right, the man. Nets 115-107. to Yep, got off their Either losing. way... They looked good, they man. They did. Got off their losing streak. Number nine looked good in that red. Tice looked really good in uh-huh. that red. I mean, Tice was hitting those three balls. It consistent. Brought him right back. I mean, uh, the Bulls looked good. I like the, the way they're going. The Bulls looked good on Sunday, man. Yeah. They're in the 10 spot right now, so that puts them right in the all, uh, 
you know, whatever playing goofy, play goofy thing, nonsense yeah. they got going on this yeah, season. Yeah. But, uh, and, you know, they're only a couple games out of that nine seed, four games out of the uh, playoff or the actual top eight playoff spots. So, yeah, I think they can, uh, you know, scrap together a few more wins here. And, yeah, we'll see. you know, I think the worst is behind them as far as that rough uh, losing streak. I don't even know how many games it was, but I definitely do as well. But they uh, are getting the night off tonight. So no matchup tonight. Get a chance to get a little more chemistry gain between that starting five and yep. see what we can do here on Tuesday night. Big game against the Pacers. Big the team game against right the Pacers. Actually. Yes, sir. You better believe it. And uh, speaking of game off tonight or night off this evening, the old Blackhawks, uh, they're coming off a real tough loss to the old uh, Nashville Preds. It's been a rough season for the Hawks, man. Rough season for Hawks fans rough in general. Rough right stretch now, yeah. right now. I mean, they, they play good. They play so-so. Then they play bad. They play good. So-so bad. It's kind of been a weird, streaky team this season. Still love the Hawks. We still love to see them. They got a uh, matchup coming up on Tuesday. We uh, are looking forward to that one against the Dallas Stars. Hopefully they can catch one of those licks backs they yeah. lost against the Stars this season. Still in the playoff picture. I think they're on the outside of the playoff picture right now, but they're still alive for it. Yeah. So we're yeah. holding out hope for that. Yeah. We uh, we touched on it, man, uh, with your socks earlier on in the intro uh, playing the Angels. But you guys, if you have not heard about this, go look it up. Go look up Otani. He is the next thing buy stock now he is a starting pitcher who also hits out of the two hole with power his first pitch he sees against the Sox goes to the fucking moon i'm telling you that buy stock now that's all i can say if you haven't heard about him o-h-t-a-n-i otani i can't think of his first name shohei shohei otani the man is a machine he is built like a First baseman, third baseman, and is a pitcher that just absolutely throws darts. Sorry, it was against your socks, but man, yeah, right. he's a monster. Uh, <laughs> unless it was a different, unless he did it in multiple games, uh, you know, as we're recording, they're in the middle of it and they're tied yeah, with them. Yeah, so. big time. We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. See. Uh, hey, if you are in Illinois and you're sports better, which chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are in Illinois. And you did not sign up for online sports betting. If you're just now hearing this by chance or somehow you heard this, uh, you missed the boat. You missed the boat. You're going to have to now go to a physical location uh, for either Rivers. Obviously, it's got to be Rivers Casino for FanDuel. I believe it's Paradise. For Barstool, it's in Aurora, physical yeah, location. And then DraftKings, I'm not too sure what they are. But, hey, you got to go to the physical location yeah. now. Miss the boat, kids. Sorry. Hey, NFL draft coming up right around the corner. Ding, 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 ding. That was my uh, uh. worst impression I possibly could <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the NFL draft. Love the effort, I guess. Hey, I tried to. Ding, 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 ding. Mm, that might have been um, worse. That might have yeah, been worse. Who knows? Either way, coming up uh, in a few short weeks, Thursday, April the 29th through May the 1st. I cannot The buzz is wait, picking man. up. The, the buzz, buzz is, is picking, picking up. up. Number one. Free agency's Especially, picking up. Uh, Moves are picking up. Old daddy. Once we get past uh, March Madness and the Masters here, mm -hmm. that's all anyone's going to be talking about. March Madness, baby. We've had a busy couple of weeks here. We've have. So we, we have. haven't had, you know. And tonight, it all comes to culmination. The NCAA March Madness Men's Tournament. The championship is tonight, my friend. Gonzaga versus Baylor. It is on. It is time to see who lifts that championship title above their head and who is going to cut down the nets in Indianapolis. Or as 
our good friend Charles Barkley would say, in the Annapolis. In the Annapolis. In the Annapolis. And you know, that's also one hell of a segue to everybody's favorite time of the Talking the Line podcast. That's right. We're not messing around. No more chatter. No more mumbo jumbo of all the stuff that you could go to any other source and find. You come here for the Stone Cold Locks, and it is time for that. Those locks for your Monday, April 5th, 2021. And as we're talking about the NCAA Men's National Championship, we might as well just go ahead and kick it off. They're showing down on the court. We're showing down in the podcast. We're not even going to wait and hesitate. It's the last college basketball game of the season. We couldn't pick a side. We couldn't come to agreement. So we're showing down. We're showing down. We decided to go blow for blow. We're taking it to the dirt one last time this college basketball season. For the matchup between Baylor and Gonzaga, I am taking the four and a half points and taking the Baylor Bears. You know, everybody was talking about how Houston had one hell of a shot to give it to them, and they absolutely destroyed them, 78-59. 19-point victory. They were up by 30, I believe, or somewhat close to that at halftime. Baylor is an absolute wagon. Now, I'm not saying that Gonzaga is not a wagon by any means. However, in this position, especially after you see what happened on Saturday night versus UCLA with Gonzaga, I came right down to the wire, ended by luck on a three-point. I see this game ending much similarly, ending somewhere for middle 80s to low 80s for uh, Gonzaga and high 70s to low 80s for uh, Baylor or maybe even the other way around. But in a matchup with this tight, these two teams obviously deserve to be here. They were a lot of most every single person who watched college basketball, their last two teams in it. In this spot, I just think you can't do anything else but take the points. Four and a half, I feel much more comfortable this game coming down to a three ball or less versus Gonzaga blowing out Baylor or trying to pull away at the end for a five-point victory. Yeah. What do you think? Like you said, we were torn on this for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I think it. I think it's going to be a great game. I, uh, I kind of uh, – I just – I'm visualizing, uh, you know, a little, uh, little foul action at the end to get the cover. That's all I'm visioning. A little oh. foul action at the end. Oh, so uh, but no, not only three. just that, but um, like you said, with Baylor smoking Houston, I wasn't as high on Houston. Houston, you know, kind of walked to not not necessarily walked. They played, uh, they played three double digit seeds, struggled with Rutgers, um, smoked Syracuse, and then. Uh, I can't yeah. remember their first round matchup, but I don't think they had any trouble with whoever that was. But uh, uh, yeah, Baylor was just uh, you know far and away a better team than Houston was, and uh, you know UCLA had the right uh, right recipe, right game man. plan for them. Man, oh man! Maybe Baylor uh, you know strategizes on that, or I'm sure they will. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, but they will. I just like Gonzaga, man. I think they're too good. I just think they're too good. I well, think they'll uh, be in the position where, like I was trying to say, I, I think it should be a good game, but I think they're going to be in a position where, you know, it'll have to be at the free throw line and they put the game away. 
Smoke okay. the cover. So you're betting that uh, it's going to the free throw line, a little ticky tacky foul. You get that nice cover, and I'm you're taking the dog. Free throw stats, aren't you? I know. I could slap You had a smirk on your that face would, that like would you're be about hilarious. to smoke me with actually, some Actually, it's funny that stats. you say that because actually Gonzaga <laughs> does hold the edge 73.2 okay, okay. to 68. The way you're smiling looked like no, you're about to smack me with some free throw stats in your favor or something. That would be some shit I would do. I would be looking at. But yeah, it's going to be a toss up, honestly, in my mind, just as a capper. I, I just, I got to take the four and a half here. But whatever side you're feeling, whoever you're feeling, the final college basketball showdown well, hey, of the season. You got to remind the people of these showdown records oh, before we oh, move past we slow it. it down. Do you move got, right past Well, it. I'm sure you just had it pulled up on I'm your screen. I'm about to pull it up now. Oh, no, you didn't oh, have it pulled up. What I was didn't, it? No. What it's is uh, it? 10 to 4. 10 to 4, Max is holding to the lead. Either way, whoever you're feeling for this final TTL showdown of the college basketball season, whether the Baylor Bears plus the four and a half or you're laying the chalk with the Gonzaga Bulldogs minus four and a half, you're rolling with me or you're riding with Mags, whatever you're feeling, hammer it in, sprinkle a little on it, lock it home and get ready to run that ticket to the window, whoever side, whichever side (laughs) you think is the smartest. And if I didn't mention it, which I didn't, we're going to have two plays out of this matchup. And that's number one. Number two, we're big segment show over here at Talking the Line. But today, we ain't a segment show. It is nothing but cold hard locks. I'm going to preface it just a little bit with you, a little bit for you guys, and let you know we got 12 locks for your Monday bet slip. So we're not messing around with any dice rolls today, any crazy parlays, any nonsense. We might throw some together on our personal cards. Be sure to follow us on the Action app just to make sure. Excuse me. Might do a little bit of my uh, little bit of everything parlay. Hit we'll on, see uh, what happens. Hit on Saturday. I we'll think s- I'm 2-1 okay. since I started doing okay. it. Okay, we'll see what happens there. Either way, moving right along, this is going to be a show filled with nothing but locks, no other segments, no other nonsense. For our second play on today's NCAA college basketball slate and the final NCAA college basketball slate of the season, we are taking the over of 159.5 in the matchup between Baylor versus Gonzaga. And I'm going to let my partner tell you why. Uh, Yeah, like you were saying, uh, Gonzaga, you know, should be at least in that 80 plus range. Baylor right around there, too. Gonzaga scores 80 like it's their job. There's no question about it. They sc- easily they score eighty like it's their job. Easily, they <laughs> I don't have the numbers on me right now, but I know uh, they do it at least ninety percent of their games. They are six and four in the over their last ten. Baylor's eight and two the over their last ten. Uh, Baylor's five zero oh, and two to the over the last seven neutral site games as a dog. I think this is just going to be a fast pace, high scoring, high skill level game. And, uh, you know, I, I, this line is tough. This line is tough. They nailed it. I'll be honest. Yeah, it is. It's extremely tough. You know, I actually found something very interesting is that in, uh, in regulation in both of these, uh, teams last games in Gonzaga and Baylor's last matchups, right? So in regulation against UCLA, Gonzaga scored 81 points Mm -hmm. and in regulation against Houston, Baylor scored 78 Okay. You talk about nailing the line. That's sure. 159 points. They got the line at 159 and a half at open. Well. Wow. You nailed that on the head right there. However, Baylor did, uh, you know, bench their guys there the last couple of minutes yes, of that did. game against Houston. And I don't think it's going to, they're going to be able to do that. 
I think it's it's going to be very similar to that like like you like you said like I said <laughs> middle middle eighties for mm-hmm. Gonzaga low eighties high seventies for Baylor if not more I just think it goes over it, I think so too it, these I think two they, teams I, are think, I think they finish off and something both I've noticed watching Gonzaga they play with whatever tempo that their opponent is playing at they play into what they want to them to do and they figure out how to overcome sure. it it's yeah, crazy they can, they can beat it's you crazy. in so many different ways so for our two locks for the and we'll recap these slate by slate today instead of going all the way over them once we get down <laughs> to the bottom so for our ncaa college basketball national championship lock of the day we are taking the over 159 and a half and in the showdown, final showdown of the season, I am taking Baylor plus the four and a half, and Mags is taking the Zags, laying the chalk, minus four and a half. Lock those in at whatever the best lines you can find them at on your favorite sports book. And rolling right along down the slate train today. I mean, it is loaded, partner. We got about... Oh, I don't know, seven NBA games on today's slate. And just so happens that we got four locks for you. It is coming in hot, rolling in strong. And I might as well just kick this bad boy off and get it rolling right from the jump. For our first lock of the day. We are headed to the matchup on today's NBA slate between the Detroit Pistons versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. We are laying the three points with the Detroit Pistons and are banking on them as away favorites, a spot partner that they have yet to actually be in this season. Right Now, you go ahead and you take a look, and as a home dog on the season... The old Oklahoma City Thunder, not uh, not the exact spot that you want to see them. They're not, uh, or as a home dog. Right, right. I'm sorry. Did I say home dog or did I, I say yeah. away underdog? I'm not. I think you nailed it. Either way, either way, who cares? As a home dog, Oklahoma City, not where you want to be. Nine and fourteen ATS on the season. Nope. They are really not in a good spot right now. They are coming off of a terrible loss to Portland, one thirty three to eighty five. And right before that, to the Suns, 140 to 103, it's bad. And it's going to keep getting bad for them because they are without SGA until mid-April. Muscala is out indefinitely. Hall has just been pronounced out Monday. And then Roby is now out for a good amount of time with a concussion. Right, They're missing big, big depth. And then one of their all-stars in the lineup. It's not looking good for this Oklahoma City Thunder roster. You know, the Pistons, they are coming off of their own loss as well, 125-81, to 81, but they have been an absolute great, great right. rebound team this season. 10-1 and one ATS in their last 11 games following a double-digit loss at home. Okay. They're solid as hell, man, you know, and the Pistons, they haven't had the opportunity to meet the Thunder this season, and I think they are ready, primed to rock and roll in this spot as an away favorite that they haven't found themselves in. Right. Yet. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a team that, you know, looking at them on paper, you're like, Oh, you're going to trust the Pistons. Uh, but in reality, the, like you said, the Thunder are as honestly, uh, as cold as any team in the NBA right now. Uh, and the Pistons are 
much much uh, you know much stingier than their record would show. And that last game, like you said, against New York, I think that's just a bad matchup for the Pistons. And uh, mm-hmm. this Thunder team is uh, the uh, the floodgates are open as far as their defense is concerned. So yeah, I like the I like the Pistons offense in this one. Absolutely, lock it in, Detroit Pistons minus three or whatever the best line you can find those bad boys at on your favorite sports book. For our second lock of the day, coming out of the NBA slate, I'm going to go ahead and take this bad boy as well, and we're headed over to the matchup between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the San Antonio Spurs. We're going to bypass the old spread here and head on over to the game total where the real value is. These Cleveland Cavaliers are down bad. Before I go any further, the game total is set at 216.5, and we are going under that bad boy carrying on the Cavaliers are real 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 bad right now yeah just about as bad as OKC we just talked about they have lost their last five matchups straight up they've only covered in two of those or one of those matchups actually they've lost all of those games by double digit digits except to Sacramento they have been an absolute wagon to the under as well, going 6-4 and four to the under in their last 10 matchups. Now, San Antonio's been a little bit all over the place as far as over-under is concerned in their last 10. However, on the season, they are 22-25 and 25 over-under record overall, and over-under record for the Cavaliers overall is 20-28-1. These teams both had the evening off on Sunday, so they are playing on one day's rest. And you would be interested to know, partner, that the Spurs are 14-15 and 15 to the under on the season on one day rest. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are 16-13-1 to the under okay. on the season on one day rest. Love them in this spot. Cleveland, even though they have been getting beat down, they haven't been allowing teams to just 130, 150, 160. Right, we were talking about that before. 110s to 120s. They just haven't been able to get the rock in the hoop, man. Right. And you know me. You you know I love my weekday stats. The under is 4-0 in the Cavs' last four Monday games. Okay. And it's 9-1 in their last 10 road games versus a team with a – losing home record san antonio 12 and 16 straight up at home okay yeah the only thing i was going to add to that the concern in this matchup would be you know maybe the spurs defense but you look at the cat and like you're saying they're not putting the ball in the hole mm-hmm. and you know oh, maybe they played good defenses lately and in the last couple games they have but in that stretch you have a loss to uh the sacramento kings who have a terrible defense yep couldn't even crack 100 yep so i'm uh yeah Big fan of this one here. Big fan of this one. It was uh, one of the first lines that opened up, one of the first ones that caught my eye, so I had to hammer it in. I believe it actually opened up at 217.5, quickly dropped a point. So big fan of that. Hammer it in. Cleveland Cavaliers versus San Antonio Spurs under 216.5. Partner, what do we got for our third NBA lock of the day? All right, we're going back to some spread action now. Uh, we're taking the Utah Jazz minus five and a half over the Dallas Mavericks. And you say, oh, okay, nice. Jazz, obviously a wagon here. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit big of a spread here. Uh, but as you pointed out to me here, uh, before we recorded here, uh-huh. the Jazz are eight and three ATS as a five to seven point favorite. 
and the Dallas Mavericks are 0-3 ATS as a 5-7 point underdog. Bingo. So we're good if we lose the hook, and we're good if this bad boy ticks up a point and a half. Sure. Uh, yeah. To add to that, Jazz are 8-0 ATS last eight after scoring more than 125 in their previous game. They are 4-1-1 ATS over their last six matchups against Dallas. Uh, Jazz have won nine straight games. They had that little, you know, shake up uh, with their, you know, plane running into a flock of birds. <laughs> right. Shook them up a little bit as far as ATS against some, uh, a couple bad teams. But then they bounced back, uh, I think uh, I think that was Saturday, and absolutely manhandled the Orlando Magic 137-91, covered as minus 15 favorites. I think they're back on track. No issues as far as, uh, you know, because they were obviously shooken up. Donovan Mitchell yeah. took a day off yeah. after that plane thing. I think they're right back on track here. Uh, Dallas, to to cap off this one, Dallas is 8-13 and 13 ATS at home. Uh, they have not been great at home this season. Mm. And, you know, I think uh, I think the Jazz take care of them, no problem. I do as well. I couldn't add much more than you can, man. Jazz, the Jazz have been an absolute wagon, road home, away, underdog favorite. You put right. them in the spot, they cover it. They had a little stretch, uh, I feel like, a couple weeks ago where mm-hmm. they're at least ATS. They're kind of back down to earth, a little iffy. But I think, uh, you know, lately they've been, uh, you know, back to their ways that they were the first couple months of the season definitely definitely and actually the last time that uh old dallas closes a five and a half point underdog now not saying they will close as five and a half because at the time of recording obviously but the last time they did they lost to the new orleans pelicans 112 to 103 and failed to cover okay little little nugget for you yeah there you go and for our well before i head on to that one more time now I'll tell you at the end hey, we got for <laughs> our fourth NBA lock of the day, Mr. Mags. What do we got? All right, back to some spread action once again. We mm. are taking the Sacramento Kings minus two versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Kings uh, are let's see here. The Kings are thirteen and eleven ATS on the road. Better, much better uh, road ATS team than they are at home. The Timberwolves are eleven and thirteen ATS at home. Kings are five and three ATS over their last eight games overall. Uh, we've taken taken them a couple times on the pod, I know, and uh, you know I think they only had one day where they screwed us. Otherwise, they've been pretty solid for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wolves are one and four ATS last five following an ATS win, and the Wolves are three and seven straight up over their last ten. Uh, two teams here that uh, the Kings are playing so much better basketball than they were the first two three months of the season uh not to say they're you know world beaters by any means but they're uh, much more competitive and you're running into a team here that uh cannot say the same thing they are uh you know pretty down i wouldn't say i as as cold as a couple of teams that we've talked about here tonight mm. um but they are you know no spring chickens to say the least the uh the Kings just came off of a heartbreaking loss. Uh, I can't remember which day that was, uh, but that was their most recent game to Milwaukee. Lost by one. I believe that was a Saturday, if I'm not wrong. Mm. Um, but overall, you got a minus two spread. Uh, you know, even this moves up to three, three and a half. I still like the Kings in this spot here. Um, like I was saying, just a much better away team, ATS, sure. than they are at home. And uh, the Wolves don't get it done at home themselves. So. No, they don't get it done as an underdog either. Nineteen twenty four and one ATS on the season as a dog, nine and ten ATS as a home dog. Yep, don't get it done. Yep. 
One more time, ladies and gentlemen, for the TTL Crew's favorite plays out of the NBA slate of the day. The first, we are taking the Detroit Pistons, minus three. Cleveland versus San Antonio, under 216.5. The Utah Jazz, minus five and a half. And the Sacramento Kings, minus two. Or whatever the current best line you can find those plays at on your favorite sports book. And moving right along, let me get a deep breath, because we're about to chug deep into some NHL action here. We're hitting the ice, letting the puck drop, and slapping some plays home, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that's enough puns for your Monday of bets and your first uh, listening to Monday's NHL locks for our first play of the day. We are headed to the matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens, or the Habs, if you are from uh, north of the border. Oh, hey there. And the puck drop is happening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. A little bit of hockey for your Monday evening. We are taking the Edmonton Oilers money line and the Oilers are 23 14 and 1 straight up on the season compared to the Habs 16 9 6 and 3 straight up on the season Habs at home in this spot are 7 6 and 2 straight up and the Oilers on the road 10 6 and 1 straight up Oilers are coming off of a victory against Calgary 3 to 2 and the game before that they actually did lose to Montreal on the road in this same spot 4 to nothing and that's one of the reasons why we're taking them. They seem to uh, be a bounce back team against the old uh, Canadians here and we like them to get the job done. Last time they were in this position plus 134 dog in Montreal uh before the previous time on February the 11th, they won three to nothing. So they do have the capabilities of getting it done against this Canadians team. Now, one thing you do like to see something going against the Habs as a favorite of 125 or less. They are two and four straight up. You know, the home away splits are also what really do it for me here. Edmonton is top notch. And if the Oilers can get the old Habs in any type of penalty trouble, they're going to feel the wrath of that number two ranked power play in the league. The Oilers are top notch. They have mostly a fully healthy roster, missing a few defensemen in Clefbourne and Kokak. However, I think they're ready to rock and roll, ready to bounce back and uh, get the get the job done after uh, losing a heartbreaker a few days back on the uh, March the 30th to these very same halves. The Canadians are 4 and 9 straight up in their last 13 playing on one day's rest and the Oilers are 6 and 1 in their last 7 playing on one day's rest and our Oilers are 8 and 3 in the last 11 playing in Montreal. Give us the Oilers' money line to pull off the upset as the puppy tonight. Our boys. You better love it. You better lock it in. Put whatever you want on it. I'd I'd put a definite unit on that bad boy. Lock it in. For our second NHL lock of the day, coming out of today's slate, we are going to take another puppy dog, and we are going to take something that resembles a puppy dog, I suppose. 
Yeah, we'll see if that line moves or not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They they might move into the favorite spot, but we are taking the Arizona Coyotes or Coyotes, whichever part of the United States you find yourself in and watch NHL hockey, versus the Los Angeles Kings. And this one is a West Coast late one. It is puck drop of 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You better drink a little extra coffee in the afternoon to stay up to get this ticket to the window. Hey, you're going to be watching that championship game, you know. This, this oh. one might peak out uh, peak out on the, on the offset of that one. A little yeah. halftime half action. Time. You click on over to Arizona, up two to nothing against yeah. Los Angeles. Why do I say that? Because the old Coyotes are 17-15-3-2 straight up on the season, 7-7-2 seven, seven, and two on the road. And the Kings are 14-16-5-1 straight up on the season, 6-6-3-1 six, six, at home. I absolutely love the Coyotes in this spot. They are coming off of a great victory against the Ducks, 4-2 after getting drubbed by Colorado, 9-3. They also beat San Jose, who is playing red hot right now to close out March and uh, begin April. They beat them 4-0, 5-2, and the Sharks are playing extremely well. The Coyotes against a team with a losing record are 4-0 straight up in their last four, and the Kings have been a little weird, man. They've only won one game out of their last six matchups. They actually dropped two straight on Friday and Saturday to the Kings, three to two and three to Earth to the Sharks, three to two and three to nothing. That is exactly why I mentioned those Sharks beforehand against the Coyotes. It's very similar proximity, very close games, playing similar teams. I absolutely love the Coyotes in this spot going into LA where they are eight and three straight up in the last eleven meetings. And the Kings are just not good in this spot. In general, they're in a very serious slump to close out the season. They have no shot at playoff hopes of what it seems. And they're 1-5 in, in their last six, as I was saying. 1-6 in, in their last seven in the fourth game out of a 4-6 and six situation. And 0-4 in, in their last four in the third game out of a 3-4 and four situation. Okay. Not playing well at all right no, now, No, definitely partner. not playing well at all. Uh, and like you already said, Arizona is playing well. Mm-hmm. The only stumbles that they've had are, you know, one of the best teams in the NHL, Colorado. So, yeah, all over it with you. And Kings have won two out of the three matchups between these teams this season. So, absolutely love the Coyotes to try and somewhat keep... Maybe their playoff hopes alive. You know, the Oilers, our previous pick, need the points a lot more than the Coyotes do in this spot. The Coyotes are, are pretty well uh, pretty well shot. I mean, they, they still do need the points. They're, they got 39 points, so nonetheless, they really need this win as well if sure. they want to have any shot. They are nine points off of the wild in third place in the West. But, man, they still need this victory, and I think they get it done as a very short favorite or a very short underdog either way. either way, I'm all over it with you. Absolutely. So one more time, our NHL locks of the day for Monday Slate. We are taking the Edmonton Oilers money line and the Arizona Coyotes money line, whatever the best line you can currently find those at on your favorite sports book. And for the final slate of the day, man, oh man, we've been already at this for 40 minutes long, 39 minutes and a half minute, if you want to be exact. 
just as I said that, it passed. However, we're rolling right along on today's MLB slate of the day, and you know what? Might as well just keep on the track of me just hammering in these locks for you folks. And we're going to go on ahead. And for the first matchup on today's MLB slate, we are taking the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Orioles, money line versus the New York Yankees. First pitch at 5.35 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, before we dive deep into the MLB slate and this pick in general, kind of preface it at the beginning, a lot of these bets are off of eye test and what we have seen so far. You can look a lot on last year's stats. However, that's a lot of COVID stats, weird shortened sure. season, a lot of odd shit that happened there. If you want to be able to bet these games right now, you're going to have to watch them. You're going to have to see what's happening. You're saying Colt, Mags, and even my partner looked at me because this was one of my favorite plays of the day. He looked at me like, why the hell are we taking the Orioles against the Yankees? However, I or- came around. I came, around, came to around. I came around. He came around. Orioles sticks are hot. They are hot. They are coming off of three straight victories, got the sweep against the Red Sox. The Red Sox. A lot of people lost a lot of money on the Sox this weekend, and the Sox were in very good matchups and actually in a quite similar matchup as they find themselves with the Yankees. If I'm not mistaken, the Orioles are extremely great hitters against left-handed pitching in their face, and uh, Jason Montgomery, I believe it's Jason Montgomery. I know it's Montgomery. Montgomery. It's Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery. I wanted to give the man a little bit of respect. Uh, However... You know, right now, Baltimore is uh, averaging .304 as a team right now batting. Um, their on-base percentage is seven .747. They're, oh. I mean, they're rocking and rolling right now, dude. And the Yankees batting right now, 19th in the, in the MLB, .218 average. And their on-base percentage is .620. So, I mean... Big discrepancies right there. The Yankees are coming off of that that three-game series with Toronto where they split with them, or they took two. Did they take two from Toronto? Uh, the Yankees uh, are no, one and two right two. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, uh, they lost two to Toronto, 1-1. One, one. I think it's a very similar matchup. I mean, Baltimore put it on the Sox, 11-3, 4-2-3-0. I think it's a very similar spot. They have showed that, hey, everybody thought that we overhauled our offense. We didn't have to worry about it, and I think this is a spot that they get it done against the Yanks. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen it before. This Orioles team has come out of the gates hot, and yeah, uh, it's kind of like a, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they uh, you know, fade to the black and right. fall to the bottom of the division. Hey, right. It's the fourth game of the season. We're still right in that yeah. little stretch where it's like... they're 3-0 and they're hotter than hot right now, man. And they're getting on base at almost 75% of the time. Like, son of a bitch, you got to ride that hot hand, especially early on in the season. Yeah, and like you said, the Yankees bats, uh, you know, weren't alive here this past no. weekend. So. and I, I don't think they'd magically come out of the slump to start this week either. Yeah. So I like it. Hammered in, lock it home, Baltimore, Orioles, money line. For our second play of the day, also had to do a little bit of convincing uh, for this play out of the MB, ML, MLB slate to my old partner. Uh, and first things first, let's get it out of the way. This matchup is between the New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies. It's played in Philadelphia and first pitch is at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're taking the Philadelphia Phillies, ladies and gentlemen. The Phillies are 3-0 and coming off of a clean sweep against the defending 
NL East champs, the Braves. Top-notch team over there in the old Atlanta Braves, and they got their asses kicked all weekend long in Philadelphia. The Phillies beat them 2-1, 4-0, 3-2. They played well. They hit the ball well. They fielded well. They pitched well. Their bullpen looked solid. You know, Andrew McCutcheon didn't go there for no reason. Bryce Harper didn't go there for no reason. A lot of those big-name players, D.D. Gregorius, didn't go there for no no reason in general. That team's going to do something this year. And I think their first couple games, how they've put it together, shows it. Now, Jake DeGrom is going to be on the mound for the Mets. However, I'm a big believer, and this has paid off for me across the board, not only with NFL, with NBA, with NCAA basketball. I'm a big believer in the COVID layoff, the COVID issues. And it doesn't even have to be, because it was the Nationals that had the issues, but I mean, even if it's, you know... Right, it can be any, the, the other team that's just the victim of that. Right, right, because not only does it throw off your travel schedule, you got to go through additional testing. They were already in Washington. And you get pumped Who up for opening the, day. I mean, they missed opening day. Now Degrom has to. He gets his first start. It's his opening day. However, the Phillies are already hot. They've had time to see that right. elite eight ace pitching. You know, Degrom's going to be great, but man, I, I I just don't see them getting it done against how how hot and how well the Phillies are using their sticks right now. Right, and I I, I think Degrom might be the best pitcher in the game, but sure. you know the Braves got some solid pitching themselves, and yeah. you know the Braves, I, you know they didn't beat the brakes off of them, but they they got you know, they, they got it done. They, they put some done. points on the board. They're a grinding team, and uh, you grinding know, team. I think I'm all over it with you. I think there's going to be a little, uh, you know, a little bit of rust, whether Especially, it's DeGrom yeah. or their offense, one Especially or the other or both. in that underdog spot. In that underdog spot, you're going to give me plus money. I'll take the Phillies all yeah. day. Yep. Absolutely. I all like day, it. every day of the week. Let me get a damn sip of water and a little breather here, partner, and uh, give these kind people sure. the third lock of our MLB slate of today. All right, we're going back to the AL East for another AL East matchup here. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays at the Boston Red Sox. We're taking the Tampa money line. Uh, Boston, like we already uh, kind of touched on it, took uh, took a few on the chin to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Red Sox offense was not alive. Their pitching was not alive mm-hmm. either. Uh, I think that continues here. They scored five runs over those three games against Baltimore. And, uh, you know, uh, Tampa uh, took two out of three from Miami. Yes, they did. Uh, their offense, uh, that first game of the season, it, they won one nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they turn around and score six runs and seven runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that offense is going to beat the brakes off of uh, the Boston pitching here. And Boston's going to see another rough <laughs> game maybe another rough series i think that and you mentioned pitching something i am so excited to see because this man is finally out of the nl central and i can finally watch him with some sense of joy Mm -hmm. michael waka getting his first start in a Rays uniform real excited to see that happen and i think he has his way with this boston red sox lineup that my friend is averaging at the plate right now a 160 batting average and an OPS of 448. They, that is <laughs> and that was ugly. against the Baltimore Orioles, my friend. So, you know, the the Rays are much better than that, averaging 222 batting average and OPS of 702. They already got 
they're they're seventh in the uh, league actually right now. They're already cranking home runs. Yeah. Uh, they're averaging one point seven three a game over three already. So they're cranking, and the Red Sox have uh, have only hit one out. So, you know, I I just think the Rays' offense kind of continues carries them in this game, and Waka is able to carry them on the back. Look for a great game out of Michael Waka today. Yeah, I'd honestly be interested in a little extra juice on the minus one and a half run line. Yeah. If I'm yeah. being honest. I, I might as well or maybe, maybe I, I'm sure uh, Waka might be around seven and a half to eight and a half Ks. I'd be somewhere in sure. there. Or six to seven. Uh, somewhere in there. I, I'd be interested in taking the over on that. Yeah. Uh, the way, the way well, Boston's yeah. playing. Holy I was going to say, I, I'd be interested in the over. What concerns me is that maybe Boston lays another egg and you got to... Yeah. I don't know what the uh, total on this one is, but uh, you know maybe Tampa Bay smashes them yet still stays mm-hmm. under. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll uh, see. anyways, I love the Rays here. I think they, I think they take take it to the Red Sox again here. Absolutely, absolutely. One more time, Tampa Bay Rays money line on that matchup. And ladies and gentlemen, you made it to the final. Talking the line, favorite play of the day, our fourth and final lock out of today's MLB slate. We are headed to the matchup between the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels. First pitch, that West Coast time. You better get ready and stay up for it. 8.38 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yet another little halftime sprinkling while you're watching the National Championship game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take this one. We're taking... uh the over in this matchup over nine runs mm-hmm. and uh you know if houston uh rolls into this game the way they did against oakland they can take care of that themselves yes sir they beat the shit out of oakland in four straight <laughs> yes, games to start yes, the season a good oakland team in my opinion um eight to one in the first game and then they scored nine runs the next three games mm-hmm. um their bats were on fire as much as uh you know the rest of the league hates to see it they wants to see their ashes legit. fail they're legit whether they're legit or maybe they're banging some more trash can who knows nine six two ops right now yeah and uh you know the angels offense is no slouch either um, like we've been saying, they're uh, they're still in action as we're recording this. Uh, they've been able to put some points up uh, tonight, uh, but the first three games, you know, they won four to three, lost twelve to eight. That's plenty of points for an over mm-hmm. right there, and then five to three. Uh, See, so <clears throat> I think uh, I think the Astros' offense stays hot, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, even if they don't put up eight nine runs again, I think the Angels help out the over in this one, anyways. Yeah, not looking too much into trends yet, but combined for these teams, the over. Over is three and two so far. Like you said, Houston, their sticks are lighting yeah, they had, up. They man. had the overall four games. Lighting up. It, and, so. and with an OPS like that, it's not just home runs. They're putting the ball in play. They're getting singles. They're getting doubles. They're they're doing what the Astros do, and they're picking up right where they left off in uh, the 2020 postseason. So, And then the Angels doing the same thing. Angels offense, their batting order up and down is looking extremely, extremely solid. Both of these teams have the offensive firepower to get it done, and the pitching matchup at the time is recording has yet to be. Uh, I'm, I got announced. it right here, actually. Oh, it has. Yeah, what do you got? My man Jose Quintana used oh, to be. Oh, it's Q. Uh, That's right. My guy Q. I, I guess both that. of our guys, Ben yeah. Sox and Cubs. Um, yeah, not a huge sample size for him last year. Four games, four five ERA. Um, you know he's getting. Uh, you know he's on the wrong side of thirty. So I'm. Uh, he's an, he's an interesting pitcher. Um, Hasn't been quite the same since the uh, since he was traded away from the Sox. You got Luis Garcia, right-hander for the Astros over there. Um, 
But I uh, I don't think the pitching matchup matters too much. I don't think either of these guys are going to be dominant enough to tame either offense. And yeah. uh, I think the over smashes in this one. I think so as well. And another over, actually, from a play we had earlier I was looking at was the over in the Phillies and Mets game. Again, DeGrom on the mound, but Phillies are smashing the piss out of the ball in the Mets. They might have a rough go of it first time through the the batting order, maybe the second. I think by the third time they're gonna they're gonna at least put a few points on the board, and that's only set at eight and a half right now. So, so or maybe seven and a half. I'm actually, actually seven and a half. seven and a half. Yeah, so very low total. I mean, come on, a five three game, five three Phillies, give we'll it see. all to me in that spot. But absolutely love the over here. Uh, it is at nine currently correct. Opened at uh, eight and a half. Astros, yeah, Angels. Astros, yep. Angels. So yep. yeah, uh, one more time for the TTL Cruise MLB favorite plays of the day. We are taking the Orioles money line, the Phillies money line, the Tampa Bay Rays money line, and the over nine runs in the Houston Astros versus the Los Angeles Angels matchup. Or, of course, as per usual, whatever the best line you can currently find those plays at. On your favorite sports book. Whoo. We did it, partner. We made it through Monday's slate. I'm a little parched, dude. Holy shit, man. That, uh, that wow. The biggest card that we've had on the pod, I think. That, uh, very well. We, we didn't even have, and of course, as per usual, it wouldn't be the TTL pod if I uh, didn't close things out with my motivation minutes, which will come. However, partner, we usually fit in two segments in this amount of time, and we only did our favorite plays of the yep. day. So if if you have any doubt as to the research and the lockage that we put into today, we huge slate, and we are so ready to cash these bad boys. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, um, I'm juiced for some of these baseball games. I had a busy Easter weekend, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to catch too many of these opening weekend games. But uh, So something I've been a little interested in doing for the fans, for mm-hmm. us, for everything, maybe a little one-unit, two-unit plays. Okay. You know? So if you want to shout out a couple before we close things out with the with the motivation minutes and whatever other banter we got here, you know, maybe some two-unit plays I'm looking at potentially here. From our picks that we made here? Yeah, from our picks throughout the day. I'm going to say that Astros um, Angels for me. That Astros Angels will probably be a two-unit play. Same um, thing maybe with the Rays. The Rays might be a two-unit play as well for me. I also really, really like, but I just because they're a dog, the Oilers, potentially okay. a two-unit play. The Pistons, minus three two unit play for that and then okay. and i'm kind of uh i'm kind of tied a little torn between jazz minus five and a half kings minus two i think the kings would be my uh that's what i, I pick yeah. one of those nba plays that would probably be my favorite yeah. kings so there. two unit plays there so those are ones that we're a little less leany on and like we're obviously confident in all of our plays but a little less question marks if you will so less trends that might go against our picks that that we could locate or we could find so man oh man we got these degenerates these gamblers these kind ladies and gentlemen ready to rock and roll for this monday of bets man i mean these people might have came here for maybe a pick or two on the championship game we gave them 12 they got loaded they got the early (laughs) edge and they got loaded yep man and uh, April 5th, 
April 5th, 2021, man. What? Where in the world is this time going, dude? It's uh, it's flying by. I can tell you that for sure. Boy, oh boy, is it ever. Um, uh, you know, we got, we got the championship game tonight. We were juiced for March Madness. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to give a shout out. It's uh, actually been decided for uh, maybe about a week now, but our tournament challenge has uh, basically been decided. Yeah, essentially, unless something, uh, <laughs> nothing bananas can happen. Well, no, nobody has point. Baylor. Nobody has Baylor. Yeah, winning, that so. is true. So, so it's all Hunter. It, it's Hunter, Hunter Blake pretty much yep. at this point. We'll do something formal uh, if you don't hear this, Hunter, if somebody by chance tells you because they heard this, whatever the case might if be. If you don't hear this, we'll, uh, your friendship has been revoked. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do something formal uh, both for the uh, Barstool donation and for the donation to mr blake and his um kind fiance now courtney courtney i i wanted to say man i they're both gonna fucking murder me at this point now (laughs) you're burying yourself i know i'm burying myself (laughs) i'm just gonna bury myself and get it out of the way so i'll never forget hunter blake and and soon my friend and and soon to be courtney blake yeah i've passed crossed in college quite often however it's been a few moons since college but uh, also, congrats to you two. Uh, if you're hearing it, never uh, said a formal congrats on the uh, engagement, soon to be wedding. So that uh, that's top notch. I got my boy. Speaking of fucking weddings, dude, we're getting old, man. I got my boy, my college roommate, Brett Wenzel, uh, got a little uh, shindig coming up this weekend for him. He's getting nice. married here at the end of the year. So big congrats to Brett and Shay, soon to be Brett and Shay Wenzel. That's uh that's big big shit. Holy cow. Uh yeah. Any anything major going on in your life coming off of Easter weekend here, you know, he has risen indeed. Mm-hmm. Rolled rolled the rock away from the tomb. No okay. nothing nothing there. He was gone. Just complete <laughs> just ghost man. They saw this angel in the corner, said, Holy cow, who are you? Can't even hardly look at you. You're you're so vibrant. They said, relax. It's no big deal. You're all saved. Everything's great. Comes back. He returns. Check. Take chill a out. look. Everybody it's just me. chill out. Everybody relax. You're forgiven. I mean, greatest day of the year, <laughs> if you ask me, pal. It's, 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 it's a story and a half. Hey. Goodness. You know, I... Uh... I'm all over that with the old boy. You, you nailed it. <laughs> I typically uh, do enjoy it when the old uh, Masters rolls right along Easter yeah, weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, can't go wrong with that Easter ham though. Ooh. I've got about a pound Man. of it from leftovers for the next week here. Man, I can't I was, wait. I was talking all that shit about rolling over to honey baked ham and and getting it, and Didn't I pull never the pulled the trigger. I just got too tied up and doing all types of stuff. And I've got about a pound from my parents' house. No. A pound of leftover ham. Doggone. Man, oh man! Hey, hey! Honey baked ham's open year round, and I I got a gift card burning a hole in my wallet. <laughs> well, there you so go. I'll have to get over there sometime. Oh, there's got to be some th- wicked deals after. Oh, Easter. I would freaking hope so. Right? They probably made enough ham to <laughs> yeah, feed an seriously. army. They got to say, hey, I'll take the ones that have been sitting back there, ready to be dumped out. I'm not worried about that. But uh, yeah, you know, coming off of a great weekend, spectacular weekend. Got a beautiful Monday ahead of us here. Monday of uh, cash and tickets, cash and bets. And uh, why don't we close this bad boy out, and I will supposedly close this bad boy out as the only way I know how, and the TTL crew knows how, that's with a little motivation minutes. Giving you a little perspective, little insight, little something different to think about throughout your day. That you, Just a quick little hitter you can come on back through throughout the day, if you will. 
And for today's Motivation Minutes, I wanted to give just a quick little thought on the topic of taking the extra second. Taking the extra second. Now, whatever that might be, whether that is instead of letting your laundry sit in the hamper for two hours after you pull it out of the dryer, instead of doing that, folding it right away and getting it done, or Saturday you have the whole day off and you could clean the apartment first thing instead of laying around until three in the afternoon and then finally doing it. Taking the extra second and having the discipline to do something, you know, I got a funny little story and it was the first thing that popped into my mind when I thought about this and I won't mention his name or, or you, I'm sure you can find it out, but f- for privacy reasons, my stepfather, <laughs> he's a very private man. He is uh, about six foot four, um, 200 plus pounds of, uh, 250 plus pounds of grizzly bear mm-hmm. and, uh, he taught me this lesson very early on in life. Now, when he was teaching me this lesson, I had no damned idea he was teaching me this lesson. I thought he was just a pissed off old redneck who needed to shut the hell up. (laughs) However, number one, I respect the hell out of him for doing this my entire life. Number two, I got the inside scoop from my mother that uh, he doesn't hold true to his word these Mm. days. And uh, number three, it's definitely helped mold me in other areas and the man I am. And uh, that is his 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 go to phrase would always be "get your fork out of the sink." Anytime I'd have a little snack, a little something, have a little spoon or something, you know, you just yeah, I'll get it in the morning. I toss the toss the spoon in there every single time. I'd hit the my room was in the basement. I'd hit the bottom step. Get your spoon out of the sink. <laughs> Up I go, wash it out again. Every single time. And to this day, I eat something at night and I toss that fork in the sink. I no more than make a step out of my kitchen out here. You hear it in your head now. Get your fork out of the sink. I <laughs> just, damn it. But that in turn has taken me further in other areas of my life. It's allowed me to take take that extra second. Just have a little bit of discipline. When you don't feel like, and, and do it in simple things like that. You get done watching you're eating during the game wait till there's a quick timeout. go wash the dish don't just throw it in there let it soak forget the fuck about it you got two hours later three four five hours later oh wait it's time to go to bed you wake up in the morning it's still soaked you had to go to bed right now it's six o'clock the next day and that bowl is still soaking in your sink yeah there's nothing easier than putting off i can tell you by Doing it about every single day of my life. There's nothing worse than either going to bed and having it stare at your face or, like you said, waking up in the mm-hmm. morning and it's still staring right at your face looking it's, even nastier than when you left it there. It is a pain in the ass for sure. It's hard to do it now and it takes discipline to do it now, but it's even more of a pain in the ass and more of a burden later. Right. And we're talking on small scale sure. here. And I know you're the point that you're trying to make is scale. you start with that and then it goes, sure. you know, you blanket it across, you know, all avenues mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. to to the point where it's massive, things. right? Right. You know, big time, big time decisions or big time, you know, sure, maybe not decisions. I don't, you know, big yeah, time. Take the extra second. Yeah, think the exactly. sucker through. Yeah, exactly. You go go all the way through it. Right. Whatever the case might be, but yeah, that's that's just one thing that our our generation 
has an issue with it a lot. I have an issue. With it. <laughs> At least with you just you mean you, you use an analogy things. that hit pretty close to yeah, home with just, myself personally. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, just little things like that, and that's something that I had to train myself and have the discipline to do. Because, and I've talked about it before in the newsletter and pods or whatever. Every single morning, the first thing I do before I do anything is I make my bed. I'm, I make my bed and bounce a fucking penny off of it. The sheets are so tight. Okay. Every single morning, I, I, do, I do it the same way. Every single morning, no question. And it's just, it's those little acts that push you further in other areas of your life. And when you want to quit or you want to take a shortcut in other areas, you think back to those small times. You say, well, shit, if I can do it there, I can do it here. Mm-hmm. Bingo, bango, zingo, zango. You're on the road to success, guy. Right. So yeah, I'm um, glad that one resonated with you. I'm sure, uh, I, I hope it resonated with a lot of our listeners and uh, others out there who they might be sharing it with. If you liked it, feel free to go ahead and hit that rewind button and listen to her through again. Uh, as per usual, man oh man, 20 episodes, Mags. Hell. We've been uh, been rocking and rolling down this path for quite some time now gonna keep rocking and rolling we've been teasing new content youtube and other stuff for quite a while we are getting infrastructure almost complete we are rolling we are so close we want to be on there as bad as you want to see us on there so we promise you got our word we don't have an official date or anything set yet you might find out the day of but it is work on our end you got to let the crew work and we will officially get it out to you no question partner before I sign it off here, you got anything you want to share with these kind folks out there? I'm just juiced for this game tonight, man. Yeah. We've been, I've been waiting for this game, and I'm sure you have too, and I know mm. everyone has. I they, This game was set for, I, I think it was December, and then it got postponed. Yeah. Baylor Gonzaga. Juiced across the board for this entire, today's, today's entire slate. I'm yeah. Juiced for, I was going to say that, but All yeah, of our plays, I, I've re-looked at our plays three, four times, and I'm just... I'm I'm a big fan of today's slate. I love the way uh, NBA, uh, you know, stacked the slate at Mm -hmm. about 6 p.m. Yep. So you can get those, you know. Get them in. Because I think what the championship game is what, like 8.30? Yeah, tip. So That's a late one. Yeah. Fuck, that's a late one. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. We sleep in May, my friend, and we ain't there yet. So um, as per usual, guys, thank you so much for stopping by episode 20 of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you all for your support and your following. If you don't already, follow us at on Twitter at Talking the Line. Very simple. And follow us on the Instagram. Mr. Magnuson does some pretty badass work over there at Talking underscore the underscore line. Or if you're having trouble finding it, just head on over to this episode description, hit that link tree, and you got all of our content and all of our socials, all of our shit right at your fingertips, and you ain't got to do no searching whatsoever. Now, without further ado, from me, from Mags, thank you guys again. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>